Mini episode 1284 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1284. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our weekly preview of Fargo Season 4. Here's our top five notes of interest heading into Episode 4.3. Number five, the cohesion was far better than all of the reviews had promised. The reports about the vast collection of characters strewn across a wide canvas didn't provide any confidence that we'd be seeing tight storytelling this season. Incidentally, our season preview is based on a careful reading of many of these reports, but so far, so good. There may be more important characters than we're used to seeing on Fargo, probably at least twice the number that we encountered in Season 3, but it's a cohesive fit so far. Number 4. The trademark Fargo absurdity is here as always. Crime families trading children as de facto hostages to keep the peace? Sure. Chris Rock's character as head of the Black Mob in KC in 1950 essentially inventing the concept of credit cards? Why not? And these are just the big examples. Fargo is back and it's as weird as ever, and if you love the show, you're happy about that. Number three. In the great tradition of the TV end of the Fargo franchise, an early death sets the stage for the rest of the season. The head of the Fada crime family gets accidentally shot in the neck by a youngster's BB gun after the directors gave us a series of classic misdirections when it first appeared that he was being stalked by a rival crime gang and then it looked like he was having a heart attack before succumbing merely to an extreme flatulence attack. He might well have survived in the hospital if not for the efforts of this season's designated agent of chaos, murderous nurse Orietta Mayflower. With him out of the way, both his menacing son Gaetano and the rival Cannon Limited smell blood, and a first skirmish at the stockyards has in all likelihood set in motion the patented Fargo season of conflict. Number two, Dr. Harvard survives the attack on his life, but a wealthy donor does not, and the spread of gang violence to the wider community is going to make this season even more chaotic. The Fauna family has postponed their contract on his life under duress for the moment, but this isn't the last that we've seen of it, nor probably the last violence to spill out past the competing crime families. Number one, the moral center of this season is a biracial girl named Ethel Rita, whose parents own a funeral home and are in hock to the black mob, whose aunt and her bank-robbing cohort are hiding in their home, and who is a neighbor to the crazy racist nurse who's got it in for her. And you thought your teenage years were complicated. Interestingly, she's very inquisitive about the history of the mob in KC, so having her family in the midst of a gang war could thrust her even more to the forefront of the story. Thus far, this season is off to an incredible start, and we can't wait to see the third chapter of this story this week. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.